We're in, on Wednesday night, we're in John chapter 1, but we spend a lot of time in John chapter 4. We'll spend a little more time. I'm fixing to mess this all up and tell you that I won't be long. <laughs> Heather's already hunted me. Most of you know what it means when I say it won't be long. Famous last words. <laughs> Heather's listening to Wednesday night on the way home. She said she had lasted from Houston to Mauriceville. I thought, I don't know. I don't know what that says about the preacher. She said, I'm listening to you Wednesday night. I said, you're tired. I said, I told you I didn't want you to go to sleep driving. <laughs> it's about people. That's what I want you to know tonight. This gospel is about people. That's why we're here. That's why he came. People. People. He didn't come to save the planet. Sorry. Climate wackos. That's not what he came for. He didn't come to redeem the birds and the buffalo. It's people. That's what he came for. I'm going to tell you right up front, I'm going to go ahead and deal with me a little. It helps you when you know that I did just deal with me. I know that. Now, I'm not talking about anything. I'm talking about things we forget tonight. It's easy sometimes just to get into the routine of life and forget. Hello? It's about people. Oh, I don't know, I'm about to tell off on myself. You know, there was, anybody remember, a, I don't know, back in the 80s or 90s or something, there was a little flash in the pan group. Maybe they wouldn't flash, I don't know. Little singing group girls that was Point of Grace. Do y'all remember them? They used to sing a little song that said, God loves people more than anything. And you know what? It's true. God loves people more than anything. We began to, Wednesday night, we got over talking about, teaching about, preaching a little bit about this woman at the well, a Samaritan woman, the evangelist. I wish I knew her name. I would call her by name, the evangelist. John chapter 4, verse 21, Jesus said, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it will no longer matter whether you worship the Father on this mountain or in Jerusalem. Remember, there's been a confrontation. Give me a drink. What am I going to give you a drink with? Well, if you knew who was asking, you would ask me a drink, remember? What a conversation that was going on. If you knew who I was, you would ask of me a drink. And I would have given you living water. I said, if you drink this water, you're going to get thirsty again. But the water I'm going to give you, you'll never thirst again. Remember, I, most of you know, but we talked about the, the Samaritans were despised. Not liked by the Jews. Frankly, they were a mixed race of people. It was, it was racial division, frankly. It was racial prejudice, a mix of Jews with heathens. And idolatry and the like. They were not liked at all. See, that kind of thing's not a new thing. It's been around forever. 
Before we even get in, I can just tell you that it's about people, and it doesn't matter what kind of people. Help me. We, we sang about it years before the church actually adjusted to it. <laughs> what are you talking about? Jesus loves the little children, remember? All the children of the world, red and yellow. Well, he used to sing red, brown, yellow, black, and white. They are precious in his sight. Years before I saw a brown face in my church or the church I attended, oh, I told you this morning it goes quicker. I know we're, we're, laying, the, we're laying the scene. But we sang about it years before we saw it beginning to take shape again in, in America. Oh, there were, there were brown and black and people around. They just didn't come to our church. <laughs> they had their church. Mm. Mm -hmm. I might as well just go ahead and say that there, God only has one church. Now, now there may be a Baptist church and an Assembly of God church, and a, those are those are institutions and organizations. That's not the church. The church is the people that have their faith in who he is and what he's done and they love him and they serve him. And, the, and he only has one. He doesn't have a white church and a black church. F frankly, it's just a, it's just a, a it's really a, a sinful notion that the most segregated places in the world today are still in the institutional churches. Oh, I even say usually when I mention this things, he doesn't have a black church or a white church or a Hispanic church. He doesn't even have a cowboy church. Now, it don't matter if people go to a cowboy church. That's not the point. Or whatever church. That's not the point. It's whenever you start thinking that that's the church. The church is people. But we tend to, when we, get under, when we tend to get divided along these lines, and the, and the church is people. I remind you, I know a lot of, I, I, I'm, I'm talking to me. I know a lot of preachers, you've heard me say, but I'm reminded, I'm, I'm reminding me, I'm talking to you. I use, I, sometimes I talk before I preach. Y'all know that. That I know far too many preachers, I'll even say church folks, I'll bring you in. I know, too many, I know too many preachers that love crowds but hate people. And I hear a lot of church folks talk about how, like, come over here, we got a big church. Uh, uh, crowds, not people. And this little detour that Jesus, let me, can I, let me say something I didn't say Wednesday night. That little detour through Samaria was about people. That's why I went. I must go through Samaria. Yeah, it was for a meeting at the well with a Samaritan woman, but it became about the whole village. It's about people. I was listening to a few minutes of, what's his name, up, uh, Tim Delina, up in New York this morning, and he said something, I, I was laying out trying to decipher what I was going to do tonight, and he, he mentioned this very chapter that I was going to go to, and he talked about quit walking around the world in your own bubble. Do y'all do that? I do. If, I see you, if I'm at the grocery store and you've seen me go the other way, I wasn't avoiding you. I was just on my own world, I promise you. Because there's many times I'm on a goal, a mission. Women, you shop different than men, although I like to shop. But when I'm going to get something, I'm going to get something. If I, 
If I'm going to get bananas and strawberries, I'm going to go into market basket, turn right, go to the end, turn left. The bananas are going to be right there. The strawberries are going to get right there. I'm going to turn back around, go down the aisle, and go to the checkout. I'm not going to go over and look and see if they got bread on sale because I'm not there for bread. Although I might have needed it. I'm trying to help you. And when I'm in that mode, I'm talking about when I'm in that mode. Are you ever getting in that mode? Women, do y'all even know what that mode looks like? You would be very surprised how much money you didn't spend if you would get in the mode. Now, when I run, one of the worst things and best things that ever happens, they put everything together in Walmart. You know, used to, y'all know about used to? Used to, you had to go to the grocery, I say, what are you doing today? I'm going to the grocery store. I say, is that what y'all have down here, a grocery store? You know them, yeah. That's the market. And we get a cart. She gets a buggy. Y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Used to, we went to the grocery store and Walmart. What are you doing? I'm going to the grocery store. Are you going to Walmart? No, just the grocery store. Or I'm going to Walmart. Well, I'm going to Walmart. Well, could you pick me up milk? Oh, I'm not going to the grocery store. I'm going to Walmart. Because there was a time when Walmart didn't even have milk. Do you hear me? But now they got it all together, and they go in for a gallon of milk and a loaf of bread, which is $40 by itself. And that's if you bought eggs. But now you got to go see if they got any new pajamas in. We're here for milk and bread and eggs. I'll go in. And the man said, Amen. Okay, you go in for, for $10 worth of stuff, and $467.26 later, I'm just seeing if we understand each other. But when I'm in the, see, when I'm in the mode, see, I, there's not every day I, I want to go in and look at everything. I want to go, go home. I want to go in and get it and leave, and I'm in the mode. I, 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 barely, I barely know who's checking me out. Unless Elena says, hey, pastor. And I say, oh, hey. And that happens, does it not? And that's not really a good thing for a pastor to be known for. See, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to blow people off. I'm just in the mode. Somebody say amen. So I told you I was talking to me. It's about people. Say, what are you talking about? All right, let's do it. So now the woman, they've had this conversation. If you had water... If you ask me for water, I'd give you water that you'd never thirst again. Jesus is talking to her. First of all, so she's a Samaritan. Second of all, she's a woman. And Jesus is talking to her. You don't know that that's a big deal. But it's a big deal. The woman said, verse 25, I know the Messiah, the one, I know the Messiah is coming, the one called Christ. When he comes, he will, he will explain to us everything, or everything to us. And then Jesus said to her, it's one of the I am's of John. I am the Messiah. Well, he claimed to be God. Then, just, here it is, verse 27. Just then, Jesus is having the conversation. Because you know what? It's about people. Just then... The disciples, that's the followers, that's the one that he's just called them. The beginning of the, they've dropped everything. They're going to follow him. He's just blown their mind with, I saw you at the fig tree. And now they, they've gone off to town and come back, and he's talking to this woman. It's all important, I promise you. And then just then, the disciples came back, and they were shocked to find him talking to a woman. I told you it was a big deal. 
They weren't just wondering what the holdup was. It says they were shocked to find him talking to a woman. But none of them had the nerve to ask, what do you want with her? Or why are you talking to her? And the woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Now, I got to admit that kind of blows my mind. When somebody tells me everything I ever did, I didn't want nobody to come hear it. That's why my mama's allowed, not allowed to talk at church. She knows everything I ever did. And you people don't need to know that. Even you, Sister Cherry, you don't need to know that. Believe me, there's one person in this room that doesn't need to know that. That is Michelle Cherry. Because she will make you pay. That's gospel. That was words of wisdom. Listen to, your pra- listen to your preacher. Come and see a man who told me everything I do. Could he possibly be Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village. I could just, well, I talked about it Wednesday night, but I could just camp out here a minute again. Whenever somebody got a drink of living water, they didn't go at hide and secret. The woman ran back to town and told everybody what happened to her. When did we lose sight of that? Come and see a man who told me everything I ever done. And when she, you know what? They wouldn't have came. You know why they came? Because she told them. That's why. You know, she started off asking, I don't have a husband. Well, you said, well, you don't have a husband. You have five husbands. Now you're shacked up with somebody. And when he confronted her with it, he said, she, she says, well, where, where, where should we go to church? And he said, I ain't caring about where you go to church. He said, you go to, remember Wednesday night? I don't care where you go to church. We're not talking about, see, that's the, that's the answer. But you, you know about the Lord? Well, I, 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 go, to, I go to church. So, or my mama did, or my grandma used to go to church. I go, it ain't about church. He said, he said, they say we should worship here. They say we should worship there. And Jesus said, I don't care about where you worship in church. He said, you go, you work, go into church, but you don't, know, you don't know my father. You can worship here all you want to, but you don't know him. But I'm telling you that the time is coming now is that they that worship him will worship him in spirit and in truth. And when she got the revelation, yeah, I don't know if you know it because the word didn't just spell it out, but do you understand that she got the drink? I don't know if you ever caught that because the Bible doesn't say it. But see, I don't, know, I don't know if Jesus ever got the drink or not. He probably did. I don't know. But she did. She got the drink. You said, what are you talking about? She got the drink. He said, if you'd ask me, I'd have given you, said, you drink out this well, you're going to thirst again. But if you ask me, I said, I'd give you water, you'll never thirst again. And you know what? She got the drink. It says, come and, and when she got the drink, the first, thing, the first thing that happened when she got the drink is she wanted to go tell people to come and see. Come and see. It's about people. Come and see. Could this be the Messiah? So the, it's an amazing thing when people with a fresh drink when people get a fresh drink of the living water, they go and tell people, and there's something about people that's just got a drink that makes other people want to come and see. It's amazing. I, I, I'll tell you, the, the, the disciples are off. Who in the world knows where they went? So the disciples showed up back up and were shocked that he's talking to a woman. The woman got a drink. They don't know it. They're just wanting to know what he's doing talking to her. Why is he doing talking? Let me put it this way. What's he doing talking to her? It could be that little girl that works over across the street at the convenience store that's been there. Ever since I've been here, she don't wear enough clothes. I've got to tell you, the girl doesn't wear enough clothes. She's friendly enough. She don't wear enough clothes. And people come to church, people come out, what are you doing talking to her? Uh, Y'all looking at me in stunned silence again like this. 
You know, like the big eye, wild-eyed emoji. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you go in there and she checks you out and you get one of them wild-eyed emojis again. What are you talking about? I can guarantee you that was this woman at the well. I can get, what are you doing talking to her? And in the meantime, she, they didn't say it out loud, but she just set her pot down. She, she, what, y'all do what y'all want to. I'm going to tell everybody, come and see. She got a drink. I'm getting, I'm building. Come and see. The man who told me everything I ever done. And you know what? They came. Oh, what I was going to tell you was, see, the disciples, the ministers, they wasn't who ran to the village and told everybody what, it, what had been done. They didn't go to town. Well, see, that, ha- <laughs> that tends to be what happens in church. We know a little something in town, and we go to town and tell everybody everything she ever done. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I, did you hear about what she had? Did you see that girl at church? I heard about her. See, it wasn't that we went to town and told everybody everything she ever done. She got a drink of the water and she went to town and said, come and see a man who told me everything I ever done. That's a big difference, Matt. That's a really big difference. It was about people. Jesus went through Samaria about people. About people. Because he loves people more than anything. You know what? He didn't come... He didn't become something. The living word, the eternal word, the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the bride and the morning star, the rose of Sharon, the son of David, the girl of spices swept from heaven's door. He didn't come to do cool tricks. Everybody in the church today, they don't don't want to know the word. They They just want to see a cool trick. He said, what's the sign of your coming? He said, you evil generation that seek a sign. Seek Jesus. Seek Jesus. You didn't hear me. Quit, quit looking for cool tricks. He didn't come for cool tricks. He come for this cause. The Son of Man was made manifest, became flesh, that he might destroy the works of the devil. That's why he came. Why? Because of people. That's what he came for, people. That's Why? Not cool tricks. Seek him, and these signs shall follow. People chasing signs and wonders, and signs and wonders are supposed to follow. They're not supposed to lead. They're supposed to follow them that believe. That didn't say the preacher. The evangelist, the apostle, the prophet, whatever. It doesn't say... Fill up a coliseum and everybody come and see the magic trick. No, it says these signs shall follow them that believe. It's about people. It was, it's about the living water. And the other stuff is the benefits. Are you hearing me? Get a drink and go tell somebody. Gene Summers would say, thank you for those amens. Gene Summers, that's a whole other story. And here the disciples come. What's he doing? They don't say nothing. But you know, all the time reading, the more people change, the more they stay the same. You know, he said, she's already had the church talk. Well, this is what you've done. Well, I, I go to church here. And he said, so what? And now the disciples will show back up, and just like any good church folks, they said, what are we eating? <laughs> yeah, verily. <laughs> there, uh, there's times I get up on Sunday morning, that's my first thought. I'm just going to tell you, my first thought is, when are we going to eat lunch? Maybe this is just too much. Maybe that's too real. I've already blown not going to be very long, so y'all just get over that. Uh, Disciples said what? Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus to eat. Come on, the restaurant's going to close. (laughs) 
Come on, if we don't hurry up. Baptists are going to beat us to the buffet. Yeah. Never mind the Methodists. They got there an hour and a half ago. Don't even worry about them. When I was growing up, my best friend was a Methodist kid. I used to, he used to make me so mad. Because, you know, they were leaving church and at the buffet, and we were still singing, I'll fly away. We hadn't even preached yet. Yeah. <laughs> Disciple says, Rabbi, I eat something. And Jesus replied, I have a kind of food that you know nothing about. He had water they didn't know about. Now he's got food they know nothing about. And I, and I, I think he's still talking about his glory that it was just talking about to Nathaniel. He said, do you think it's something I saw you under the fig tree? You ain't seen nothing yet. He said, he said see, we, we beheld his glory. You know, verse 14 says, we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the Father full of truth and mercy, full of truth and grace. The law come through Moses, but grace and truth come through Jesus Christ. Hey, Nathaniel, I saw you under the fig tree. Oh, I'm, well, now I believe. Well, you, you believe because I said I saw you under the fig tree? He said, boy, you ain't seen nothing yet. He said, you're fixing to see something else. So what's going on here? That water that I don't know about. Now I got food that they don't know about. Then I'm always reminded in Matthew chapter 5, it says, Blessed are those which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. I think that's that water and that food that, that, that no one knew anything about. When you love him, when you get the drink, are you with me still? I'm try, what I'm trying to do is build an army of evangelists. That's really what I'm trying to do. Uh, Paul told Timothy, do the work of an evangelist. That's not the office of evangelists. He didn't say go fill the office of it. You ain't hearing me. He, did, he wasn't talking about the office of evangelists. He said, go do the work of an evangelist. I'm going to tell you what the, what the girl did. She, while they're over here talking about which buffet we're going to go to and they're wondering why he's talking to her, she's gone to do the work of an evangelist. And it's about people. It wasn't about Bluebird Cafe and Great Burger Melts and Onion Rings. They were closed last Sunday. It killed my soul. Does someone, they're boneheads. Do you know sometimes church people are boneheads? I'm not supposed to talk that way, am I? They're boneheads. Of course, they had not been following long, so I'll give them that. Then we got food, you don't need it. And they're like, did you stop at Sonic on the way in? Where did somebody bring him something? Hello? Jesus replied, I have food you don't know that. What's the next verse say? 32, 33, what's it say? It says, did someone bring him food while we were gone? The disciples asked each other. And then Jesus explained, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God. Who sent me and to finish and from finishing his work. You know what he's saying? My satisfaction. My satisfaction comes from doing the will of my Father. I can eat all day and never be satisfied. Here's where I want to get to. You say, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. But I say, wake up and look around. the reason I chose new living. King James says, lift up your eyes. 
He said, King James says, don't say four months and then the harvest. This is actually the better translation here. It says, actually it says, you say four months between planting and harvest. I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already white and the harvest. I've been telling you from, from the first sentence, it's about people. Do you know what he, you know what Jesus is saying? While they're wondering why he's talking to her and why they even came this, why we even come this way in the first place. I told y'all need to read. Bible would be more interesting if you had if you if you read it like they said it. Because you know they're on the way. That we're going to go through Samaria, and they you, you know it. We're going to do some. We must need to go through Samaria. All right, holy, holy, holy. No, they're saying, why are we going through Samaria for? We don't go to Samaria. We don't even like Samaritans. Why are we going through Samaria? Why in the world is he taking us to Samaria? And what in the world is he doing talking to this woman? And he says, hey, he has food. He don't know that. He said, and did somebody stop and get him something? Hey, he stopped and got something and didn't tell us. I wanted something. He didn't ask me if I wanted anything to get you anything. No, he didn't want you. I'm trying to open this book to y'all. And tell you that, it, that it's about people. And I got to tell you, he wasn't looking to buy a farm. You don't know what I'm talking about. He said, don't talk about his four months and then the harvest. He said, look around. He wouldn't, they wouldn't, he wouldn't meet with the realtor trying to buy a farm. It wasn't about wheat fields. It wasn't about corn. It wasn't about crops. The harvest that he was talking about was the people. He talked to them in terms that they can understand. He said, he said, he talked about natural growing seasons. He said, I know that you plant and then it takes time to, to, to harvest. He said, don't say this, that there's four months between planting and harvest. He said, I'm telling you, wake up and look around. That the fields are already white and the harvest. I got to tell you, there was a prophet that said that there was a time coming when the plowman would overtake the reaper. And it wasn't talking about the crops. He was talking about, he was talking about salvation and people and a harvest of souls. He said there's coming a time that the plowman's going to, he said say, in other words, when you put it in the ground, it'll be time to take it up. By the time you can get it up, it'll be time to put it in the ground. By the time you get it in the ground, it's time to take it up. He's talking about a miraculous harvest coming in. And he said, what do you, what, you know what he's saying on it? I'm going to ask you because it's about people. He said, what are you waiting on? What's going to have to happen? See, see, we talk about church, we talk about food, we talk about running the market basket. I'm in the zone, I'm trying to get in, trying to get out. wonder what in the world would happen if I would wake up and look around. Did we miss it? Mag Church, talking to you, evangelist. If we would wake up and look around, we would see that there's harvest absolutely everywhere. Right. And it's not, it's, it's not waiting. It's not waiting. Say, uh, can, I talk, can I talk a little church lingo a minute? You know, I speak at least three languages. I, I take an attempt at English. It's my worst one. And I, I speak a lot of southern redneck. And I smart, speak Christianese. I don't like Christianese much, but I speak a little of it. Here's a little Christianese for Well, we planted the seed. Well, I don't know if it'll ever go anywhere, but we planted the seed. I'm letting it soak. I'm letting, I'm letting you think about it. I'm trying to think, you're letting you think about how many times you've heard it or said it. Christianese, I planted the seed. What that means was, is you talked about Jesus a minute, but you went on your merry way. Maybe. If that much. Redneck. Y'all know Dave Watts? Y'all know what I'm about? He's preached here. Y'all know him? Dr. Dave Watts? <laughs> First time he was on Francis and Friends, you get, you get a lot of feedback when you're on the programs, believe me. 
Some of it's live right on Facebook. People just put stuff. And right on Facebook, right, uh, right on social media feeds, they're doing this program all over the world. And Dr. Watts, he's a, he's a smart guy. And he's Pentecostal. He's a smart guy. Somebody on there said, that text him or send a private message during the program. Put it on the, for all the public to see. It says, we don't, <laughs> I'm not sure I like this new hillbilly in black. Dr. Watts is very smart, but he talks like me. Well, the, the North Texas version. Y'all hear me? I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm trying to help you a second before I hit you in the face again. He says, he's on live programs all over the world. And they're, they're having a serious discussion. This, you know, because there's people out there that feel like they can just say anything. And says, I don't like this new hillbilly. Direct message him. I don't like this new hillbilly in black. He said, I'm from North Texas. I am not a hillbilly. He answered them. Live. Well, the camera's off of him. He answers her live. As it's scrolling, you know, they have, they have, you can watch SBN, any, uh, you can watch it on satellite television, you can watch it on cable television, you can watch it on Facebook, you can watch it on YouTube, you can, there's a thousand ways to watch it, and they're live scrolling, I don't like this new hillbilly, he's live, he says, I, I'm not a hillbilly, I'm from North Texas, I am a redneck, <laughs> and he said, and to you, that's Dr. Redneck. Yes. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. Because I'm sure she was never, I mean, it's people and they're everywhere. <laughs> By the way, it's people and they're everywhere. He said, there's not, planted the seed, there's not four months. We're not in a natural season. It's a supernatural gospel. When, when Jesus came, when the Word became flesh and manifested Himself and became flesh and dwelt among us, lived in the tabernacle with us, we beheld His, his glory full of, and, and He was full of grace and truth. Everything changed. When the power of the Spirit of God came, that worked in Him came on us, remember, I'm going away. Because I go away, greater works than these shall you do because I go away. And it says, because, it, because the Spirit of God is going to come. And in Acts, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, not the preacher. On you, not the preacher. You shall receive, you shall, not the preacher. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. You shall be my witness. You shall be my witness. I'm going to give you the power to do it. I'm going to give you the power to be the harvester. I'm going to be the, give you the power to plant. I'm going to give you the power to take up because the Holy Spirit, because it's, it's supernatural. It's it, the, the powers in the gospel. See, come and see a man who told me everything I ever did, and they did. They came. Are you hearing me? Don't say that there's more months and then the harvest. The fields are ripe to harvest, and the harvesters are paid good wages. And the fruit they harvest is people. Oh, that, and the fruit they harvest is people. The fruit they harvest is people. It's about people. God loves people more than anything. It's about people. And they're brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike. You know the saying, one plants and another. They had church lingo back then. Yeah, I planted the seed. You know the saying, one plants, another one harvests. It's true. That's true. I sent you to harvest where you did not plant. Others have already done the work. Somebody already planted that seed. You didn't plant the seed. That wasn't your seed. Somebody else planted the seed. If we, he said, wake up, look around, it's people. And the harvest is not coming, revival is not coming. Receive, but the, a move of God is about people, not about magic tricks, it's about people. 
It's about changed lives. It's about saved souls. It's about people. And it's now. Not next week, not a month from now, not six months from now. Mag Church, y'all ought, ought to be up in arms about this. It ought to move you. It ought to motivate you. It ought to, it ought to, it ought to wipe the sleep out of your eyes. It ought to, it ought, because there's great reward in the harvest. I, what, what I'm saying, wake up and look around. Uh, JR, get, I told you, JR, get out of the zone. You know, lift up your head. You're tall enough. See, come here. It has to be you because you're about the only one in the room I can lift up my head to. <laughs> I'm you're fine. You don't even have to say nothing. I'm never going to engage him like this. Wake up. Look around. Oh, look, he's got eyes. <laughs> and probably has a name. Hey, Aaron. Good to see you. So, this is what Jesus done at the well. I need a drink. Y'all think it's complicated. Hey, Aaron, how are you today? Hey, you know what? If you just stand there a minute, because right now, because let me read his face. He's thinking, "Oh my Lord, <laughs> really? Is he gonna let me sit down anytime soon?" Because if you look up, if you wake up and look around, and you look at people's eyes, look them in the face, and engage them, the Spirit of God can begin to deal in you. And there's a lot of things that you can see in people that that you're never even going to because you're like this. I, that's me. I'm in the zone. Remember? And I might be able to look up and see a smile on Aaron's face, smiling. Yes. And say, Hey, you're having a good day, aren't you? And he's going to say, Yeah, it's a great day. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to say, Praise the Lord. Or I might look up and see eyes that are in pain. Emotional pain. Spiritual pain. You know, who in the world knows? You can sit down. It, who in the world knows? I'm talking about wake up and look around. The harvest is white. It could be all the difference in the world in someone's life when they engage you and they look you in the eye and say, how are you today? And they walled up for it because they had to go to work. They had to prepare themselves for it. And they say, I'm fine. Thank you. And who knows but what the Spirit of God's not going to drop something in your heart. It could, it could be something crazy like a word of knowledge. It says, are you in pain? Let me pray for you. Oh, I can never do that. Yes, you can. They're just looking at me, Jason. Oh, I could never do that. Somebody told you. Sunday night, look around again. It's a pretty good crowd for a Sunday night. Look around. I've told you before. Every place there's a black chair with nobody in it is somebody, a place where somebody could be. And it's not so we can prop up Mag. It's so they can get a drink. And you know what? Somebody brought you a drink. Do you know him? Somebody, somebody got you to the well. Somebody gathered the harvest. Somebody woke up and looked around. Somebody realized that the harvest was now. Somebody engaged. Somebody, somebody got hungry and thirsty after righteousness, and they were filled. Somebody, it's about people. Well, I don't know. I, it always goes back to what I don't know. I'm going to tell you, I don't care what you don't know. Talk about what you do know. It could be as simple as, it's been a bad, because a lot of times the, that cashier, they want to tell you more than you want to know. That's why we are in the zone. That's why we're in the zone, because sometimes they tell you more than you want to know. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Sometimes a little lady on aisle seven getting bread, you ask her how she's doing, you're going to hear about every, whew, that's why we're in the zone. <laughs> This is real. This is real. The fields are white, church. And I didn't come to school. I'm, I'm, I just laid it out piece by piece by piece by piece tonight. 
That's the teacher in me. I, I, I'm, I'm a teacher by nature, I guess, most, more than anything. But I like to spit and scream sometimes. I've laid it out that it's about people. And the harvest is ripe. You know how he said, you will labor, you will harvest what you didn't even plant. Anybody ever seen anybody with that beautiful garden? Well, let me put it a different way. Let me give you something to understand. Doyle and Amber bring me bread and butter, bread and butter pickles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, that might not be, this is that time of year when people, hey, I'm glad y'all watered them cucumbers. I'm glad y'all planted them cucumbers. I'm glad y'all weeded those cucumbers. I'm glad y'all watered those cucumbers. I'm glad y'all went and picked those cucumbers. I'm glad that you cut those up. I'm glad that you put them in the brine. I'm glad that you took time to can them. I'm glad that you took time to put them in your car. And I'm glad you asked me if I wanted some. Hallelujah. You know what? I got a harvest that I didn't have to plant and that I didn't have to work for. I just took it. That's where we're at spiritually. There have been people blazing trails of the gospel, planting churches for, for anybody in this room was ever born. They, they, they blazed the trail. They planted the seed. We've been, we've been sowing for years. There's a harvest out there that you ain't going to have to work for. The only thing you've got to do is wake up and look around and have a conversation. What joys await the planner? You think you're scared to death. They're going to think you're a dummy. No, I said, there is, you, you're going to come skipping through the door when somebody's life's changed. That's where revival comes. You know the saying, one man's another harvest? And it's true. I sent, I sent you to harvest where you did not plant. Others had already done the work. Now you will get together the harvest. Then it goes back to the village. Remember, she's ran off and telling them, come see a man. And it says, many Samaritans, not Jews, many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because, because Jesus talked to him, because Nathaniel talked to him, because Peter talked to him, because John talked to him, because the woman had said, he told me everything I ever did. And when they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in their village. And he stayed two days long enough that many more to hear the message and believe. And they said to the woman, they said to the woman, oh, I want to talk about that some more, but I'll just let the scripture speak. They said to the woman, now we believe, not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard from him ourselves. Now we know that he is indeed the Savior of the world. That's it. That's it. That's it. I started saying, and he had to break a sweat, but I'm kind of sweaty. That's it. Uh, what we're about to pray, we're about to pray. See, I did all that just to bring us to a place to pray. Do you know what joy awaits the people that will begin to harvest? People are like, oh, I want revival. I want to move. Oh, God, this is the move. This is the move. When people begin to harvest, what's our, you didn't plant it. You didn't water it. You didn't work for it. You just went in and harvested. Hello. And it says that what joy awaits the harvester. That, this is the move. 
Yeah, I'm still pointing at you. Don't switch your song, but I started thinking about because that people want their mama and their daddy and their kids and grandkids and everything. They're going to go to heaven. We used to sing songs that made people shout like, I'll meet you in the morning. Yeah, remember? Just inside the eastern gate over there. That was good stuff. And people would cry. And they keep thinking about heaven. And they'd whoop and they'd shout and they'd run. And I like it. But this is how it happens. Because what, what I was thinking about is, oh, the joy of that glad meeting. You want to see them there? Oh, yeah. Stand up all over. You want to see them there? Don't you? Go get them. That's like how you shout them. Go get them. Then we can talk about sing about all oh, the joy of that glad meeting. When the saints before us wait. By the way, he'll be with us at that meeting. Just inside the eastern gate. Yeah. Then we'd sing, I'll meet you in the morning. There's a whole bunch of people out there. Wake up and look around. There's a whole bunch of people out there that all they need is somebody to offer them a drink. All they need. My food. I give you water that you'll never thirst again. My food you don't even know about. Food and drink. 